Dear listeners, are you tired of the endless cycle of fad diets and extreme measures? It's time to wake up to a better weight loss solution with Robody. As someone who's been through the ups and downs of weight loss, I know firsthand the challenge of trying to find what will stick. That's why if I qualified for Robody today, I'd jump at the chance for a scientifically backed program that supports long-term success. With Robody, you'll gain access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market, paired with personalized lifestyle changes. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. Say goodbye to the roller coaster of weight loss dreams and hello to sustainable, real results with Robody. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash snoozecast. designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on Instagram at snoozecast to find behind-the-scenes content. If you would like to get an email once a week with upcoming sleep stories and other news, subscribe to the snoozeletter at snoozecast.com. This episode is dedicated to our dear listener Marnie, and it is brought to you by Sacred Geometries. Tonight, we'll read from Stonehenge, Today and Yesterday, written by Frank Stevens and published in 1916. Stonehenge is a prehistoric monument on Salisbury Plain in Wiltshire, England, one of the most famous landmarks in the United Kingdom. Stonehenge is regarded as a British cultural icon. The whole monument now in ruins. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Now, take a few deep breaths. Salisbury Plain To the local man of Wiltshire, England, the word plain will ever summon up a vision of rolling downs, a short, crisp, elastic turf dotted with flocks and broken here and there by some crested ancient 
and mysterious earthwork tomb in ruins which rears itself from the undulating down and breaks the skyline with its sharp outline. It has been estimated that fully one half of Wiltshire consists of these high bare chalk downs which rise in bold rounded bluffs from the valleys which thread their way through the country. It is impossible to escape them. The Cotswold Shepherd looks downward on their folds and marks the gleaming white of the occasional chalk pit which breaks the surface of their scarp. The huntsman in the veil of the white horse and the farmer on the fringe of the shady depths of the new forest alike live in the presence of the Wiltshire Downs. There is something of grandeur in the immensity of their broad, unbroken line stretching as they do or did for mile upon mile, limited only by the horizon, a rolling sea of green pasture. And the very heart of the downs is the plain of Salisbury. The pasturage of the downs and the rich woodland of these valleys must have been important factors in those old days when the builders of Stonehenge pushed inland from the coast, seeking a spot wherein they might settle. As a general rule, it may be held with considerable certainty, not only in Wiltshire, but also in other parts of England, that our early settlers from the continent elected to live on the downland rather than in the valleys. Go where you may over the plain, its turfy surface is scored by ancient agricultural terraces or lynchets, telling the tale of the ancient plowman's furrows on the slopes, and side by side with them lie the scars of what were once cattle enclosures, farms, and stockaded villages. Nor is the explanation far to seek, for the valleys afforded shelter to the wolves, and were in places obstructed by undrained marshes, unhealthy and unfitted for the herdsman and his flocks, and impenetrable as regards roads, midway between the valleys of the Natter and the Avon lies Stonehenge, a megalithic monument without an equal in this country, about which the legend of the peasant, as well as the speculation of the savant, have gathered in an ever-increasing volume. The bibliography of Stonehenge alone comprises nearly a thousand volumes, and it is hard to pick up an old magazine or periodical.